As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Gallant Fuse Daily News Show for Monday, the 20th of February, 2023. Uh, I know we always talk about January dragging in, but February doesn't half rush by, didn't it? We're nearly in March 23 already. Um, hope everybody had a good weekend, made better by Rangers winning 3 now at Livingston. Um, we had a full review of that last night on our live stream. It's now available wherever else you get your podcast. Um, unglamorous, but got the job done. I think that's kind of becoming a norm for games at Livingston, but three points and the runner form continues. That's all that matters. Um, over the last um, 24 hours, quite a few news points um, coming out, out with the game um, that I'm going to cover off with you. And first of all, last night, Rangers inducted Alan McGregor, James Tavernier and Stephen Davis into the club's prestigious Hall of Fame. Um, the three players were recognised for their contribution and commitment to Rangers Football Club at the opening gala dinner for New Edmondson House last night. This is the first induction to the Hall of Fame since 2014 and they join a very elite group. Um, a lot of people always ask um, what is the criteria for the, the Hall of Fame and the criteria was actually set out uh, by Sandy Jarvin and John Gregg uh, for the inaugural Greatest Ever Rangers Greatest Ever Ranger dinner in 1999. It's not a criteria as such, it's points of consideration. So the five points that um, are to be considered for potential inductees, the length, length of service given by a player to the club, total number of games in which he played, the honours won while playing at the club, the number of international caps they won while playing in, uh, at the club, and any exceptional abilities that the player displayed during their time. So I think um, I think all of those points are really covered uh, by Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor, the length of service um, over two spells and some really important title winning sides um, and representing the club at international level and to go on uh, to the edge that they have done. Um, I, I don't think they can really argue with that. James Tavernier, a, a point of contention as always. Um, he was he was discussed heavily last night about his form this season. I'm going to put my cards on the table, folks. It's an absolute no-brainer that James Tavernier goes into the Rangers Hall of Fame. And last night, I, I was saying that I do want to see Adam Devine get in um, ahead of him after the, the Cup final for a couple of games. Um, I think he needs a rest, and I want to see Devine through. 
her takeaways form for this season, his contribution to Rangers. Yes, the argument will be he's not won any caps, he's he's not he's only won two major domestic trophies. But in that is fifty five and some trophies way heavier than others. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Fifty five is the single most important trophy that in my lifetime. Uh, it really is. I can't uh, and Tavernier's Tavernier's role in that as a captain, as a leader on the pitch, just being being part of the team that came through the championship, wading through the turgid times um, when when we were laughing stock and we were coming third um, to then go on and lead lead the club to the most important important title that I'll ever see and a European final as well. Absolute no-brainer. His uh, contribution to Rangers in a short space of time outweighs, um, <clears throat> outweighs the fact he's not had an England cap or he's only he, he's not won more trophies. It's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, leave in the comments what your, what your thoughts are because I've already seen Twitter. It does split opinion. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see what the listeners think. Um, some transfer, no transfer news, transfer speculation. Um, I'm going to take all these with a pinch of salt. Um, the the transfer tavern um, website and a few other outlets they've been reporting that Scott Wright um, will be ready to move on uh, this summer. Rangers are willing to make uh, listen to any. Inquiries and a couple of initial inquiries were already made in the January transfer window, with several English Championship clubs interested. Um, I don't think these guys do have the inside scoop, but this one they surprised me if it ended up being true. Um, a broken clock is right twice a day, but Scott Wright, I don't see him being a long-term uh, feature for Michael Beal. Um, I think he's. It's just kind of consistently perform, and we don't need them to perform for six to five games a season. But the twenty games a season that will come off the bench, we need them to contribute, and I, I think it's just too inconsistent. I've said time and time again, there's a player there. Um, if Scott Wright had the swagger, Scott Arfield, then he's, he's a world beater. But it's just um, he, he struggles to get get consistency in the in the weight of the Rangers jersey. A couple of other transfer rumours, um, the Football Insider and Football Scotland, they've been reporting that um, Rangers have been interested in two uh, Eastern European strikers. Um, the first one, Nikola Kristovic uh, from uh, Serbian club Danaja Streda, um, 22-year-old striker. Apparently, um, we're going to struggle to get that one over the line. I don't think it was... I've not seen anything solid about this either. The other one is that we're keeping close tabs on giant Serbian striker Peter Ratkov, who plays for um, FKTSC in Serbia. Um, he's 19 year old and apparently he's generating a lot of interest from some top clubs in Europe. So, I, I don't know. That's... I said in the I said in the show description that we'll be here to read through the Rangers headlines, the Rangers news. I've seen these two pop up. I don't know how much truth there is in it. When I've been looking at the these websites and what their what their 
been reporting over January, it's pretty much they'll just pick a, any name and stick Rangers name name next to him. Um, so let's just wait and see in, in the summer um, what we end up going for. Um, Sonia Lucro was speaking to RTV um, about his time at Rangers and subsequently leaving. Um, he told Rangers TV, I really enjoyed every moment with the club and at that point had no intention of leaving Rangers. I'd been given this opportunity opportunity to play for a really big team and I was playing well. I was scoring almost a goal every two games. From that point, it was about continue this and next season we will go, we will try and go and win the league and the Cups. In my mind, I was going to try and win trophies with Rangers but then everything changed really quickly after that. You realise this isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be and... We had to register new players and at the end my contract was up and there was an option that they couldn't take up. It was just a, a mess to be honest at that point. Then the opportunities came to move back to England and there were a few big championship teams that were coming in. So yeah, it was a clear decision for me at that stage in my career. Off the back of the year I had, I needed to go and build a career for myself and go and prove myself back in England, England at a higher level. It was eventful. It was a really good learning experience, playing for a big club, understanding what it means, having that level of scrutiny in the press, playing for that level of crowd. It was so good for my career at that stage. I thrived on it. I liked the big stage, and that was the big stage every week playing for Rangers. It's not a club that every player might enjoy playing for, I'd say that. Sorry, Luko, that season uh, that he, he had the Rangers, he really was one of the, the bright sparks and quite a... Quite a poor season on and off the pitch. Um, I mean, it's remembered mostly for the, the announcement we're going into the administration, but bear in mind that Rangers were, what, 12, 10, 11 points uh, ahead of Celtic, and we they did swing that back. Um, we did struggle with form on the pitch, and absolutely a lot of that will be down to what was going on off-field, but Sonia Lico was really... Impressive um, at his time at Rangers, and I, I don't really blame him for at that age. Um, he's not at his, his peak yet, his prime. Um, he wants to go and test himself at a higher level rather than the third division. Um, a couple of other um, snippets from the, the press. Um, Kenny Miller has um, he's got an article in the, in the Daily Record. Oh, poor boy, um, he's a he's a regular columnist. A columnist um, he was speaking about Red Van Yilmaz and uh, Rabbi Matondo and his latest column, uh, just a, a small snippet. So he said that Yilmaz and Matondo have cost good money and Rangers won't be getting that back as it stands. Yilmaz is nowhere to be seen and doesn't look any closer to the team now than when he signed last summer. Yet you can't just let that situation dwindle away after spending around £5 million on him. So maybe a loan that recoups his wages and gets him and Matondo back playing is the option to start with. So the, the, the headline for this was Miller says Rangers should recoup the £5 million spent on Yilmaz suggesting we're looking to sell him. Um, that's not what Miller's suggesting. I don't think it's a terrible idea if somebody is out long-term um, injury or can get a game that we look to loan him out to try and get a bit of confidence. Um, I think for Matondo... That would have been January, would have been the ideal um, option. I, d- I don't see the, I don't see the point where Matondo in the summer, if 
loaning him out for a year when he's on such high wages um, just to wait and see if he's if he's maybe got to come back and break into the first team I, I, I think he's I think he's had the time it's different it's different for him over Yilmaz because he's been there he's been able to challenge for the jersey I think in the summer we need to decide long term is he going to be a Rangers player or not Yilmaz um, I think that's different because He's, he's coming back from injury, um, and, and again, well, I wouldn't want him to to go out and loan in the summer. Uh, I, I do see why Miller's suggesting that. If Miller's taking it from the point of view that Barisic is the number one left back, um, and we need Yelmaz to get some game time, but I think um, Yelmaz has a big, big role to play um, in the future for Rangers. Um, we spoke time and time again on the pod about how exciting the full-back positions are with Devine and Neil Madge coming through and Robbie Fraser um, for the B team. I, I'm a big fan of him as well. Um, so I don't think um, Neil Madge will be going anywhere soon. Um, last bit of um, snippets from the news. Um, Ni- Ni- Nicholas Raskin, sorry, um, I nearly said uh, Nico Kratic here. Um, uh, Raskin, he's been, uh, after the game, on... Saturday, um, he was speaking to some news outlets and the papers. He was asked about the the cup final coming up on Sunday. He said, "Of course, I feel ready. I think the boys are coming back for the cup final, but yeah, I'm ready. I like to play in big games like that. I like to play with pressure. I'm very excited about that game. Oh, I think, uh, oh, I think just give me one month and I'll be totally fit physically. When you arrive into a team." You need to know the principles of the team. But hopefully I can grow and be a better player than I'm shown now. I'm very excited to play against Celtic in this cup final because in football, you only remember trophies. I'm here to win trophies, so I can't wait. I've spoken to the guys and they all say it's going to be crazy. Something I've never seen before. So I'm really excited to see this atmosphere and see what it's like to play in it. Um, So he's kind of alluded to there. He knows a few um, players are coming back for... Uh, from injury, so hopefully that's um, a precursor to some good news in terms of the midfield options. Um, I, I like what I've seen for Rashton so far uh, on the pitch. For him to say that he's not totally phys- physically yet and there's still more to come from him, that's very exciting. He's also done himself no favours with that sim- sound bites that he's here to win trophies. Um, that'll go a long way, um, that attitude to uh, cementing your, yourself as a fan favourite with Rangers. Um, so interesting to say that he's like he knows there's competi- competition coming in for the midfield. Um, but for me, I, I would start him. Um, I said that in the pod last night. I think it's an absolute no-brainer that uh, he starts in the number eight position. Hopefully, alongside maybe Lundstrom and Tillman. But we'll wait to see. So that's everything for Monday's update. Um, just a a wee roundup of what's coming um, on the pod this week. We'll have the, the new show every morning. Um, uh, I think Davey P will be in on Wednesday and I'll be picking up the rest of the days. The the Premier League show's getting recorded last night, so that'll be with you late, late tonight, um, back at 9.10 for your Tuesday morning uh, listening. And on Wednesday, we will be... We'll put out the, the first part of the top 10... Um, players from the Rangers journey so we asked listeners to put in their top 10 
players from the time in the lower leagues and we've tallied up the votes. So the players with the 15 most points from all the listeners' votes were running through that list. Episode 1 will be from position 15 down to position 7 and we'll record the, the top 6 this week for you to come out next week. So thanks very much for listening, folk. Hope you all have a good start to the week. Take care. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.